This is a podcast where we almost had to listen to my laundry in the background. <laughs> but not quite, thankfully. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons Adventure for everyone, everywhere, all ages. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this show about Dungeons & Dragons and all of uh, our weirdness. My name is Paul. I'm your Dungeon Master tonight. I'm your friend, and I'm joined by my five pals. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjork. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I don't like that. That startled me. It was so good. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogret Stonefire. Hi, I'm Ezra, and I'm Paul's pet monkey. Uh, Truth. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's true. And I play Clarendry. That was weird. What does that even mean? You got a little fez for him that he wears around? I'm Zach, and I play Chris. I'm Sam, and I play Torgan Strong Eyes. Torgan Strong Eyes. We are uh, excited? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making Paul feel great. We're, we're oh, good. I see. Yeah. Woo! It's okay. No, Woo! no, no. It's okay. Yeah. I, the reason I said it with such questions because I knew. Anyway, we're excited <laughs> to play some Dungeons and Dragons tonight. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to find out if Kjorg is going to attack <laughs> any of his friends, possibly try to eat them as a werewolf or not. That would be fun. Like, I hope he does. Well, no, you don't, because if he does, he's going to lose his, his lycanthropy. Yeah. It'll be interesting no matter what happens. We're going to do that here in just a minute. But first, a couple things up front we need to take care of. First of all, if you like the sound effects and music and stuff that we use, the the like soundscapes and all that, many, many, many of those come from a little website called... I've never heard them before. Battlebards.com. It is the perfect place to go get the proper amount of spice for your gaming table. If you like spice, it's very nice. Go over there, let them know we sent you, and check out all of their sweet stuff. Uh, but hey, if you want to support our show, I don't. A couple ways you can do that. One, you can go to patreon.com and support us. There are some sweet rewards out there waiting for you uh, at different levels. $1 a month, you can be on the Discord and chat with us and other fans who love MBH. You can see all the ridiculous memes that are posted and all of that good stuff. So go check that out. We also have some cool MBH content like extra episodes, Monty Man Wrapped, all that kind of stuff. And if you do, we'll give you a shout out, just like this shout out we're about to give. Right now for our friend, you know who you are, Zorian. You know who you are. Shout out to that guy. To Zorian. Zorian. Thank you so much for being a patron. For your support, for making this podcast what it is today. How do you spell that? Z-O-R-I-O-N. Zorian. How how do you know it's not Zorian? How do you know it's not? It could be Zorian. How do you know it's not Zo-Zo-Zo-O'Reilly's? Uh... Zorian. 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 <laughs> that caught me off guard. No. I could be wrong, so Zorian. you can correct me if I am wrong, Zorian, but I believe that was Arcane Trickster on the Discord. Hey, Arcane Trickster. From Australia. Zorian, thank you so much for your support. And if you support us on Patreon, we will also give you a shout out. But another thing I wanted to just quickly mention if you're looking for some dice from Dice Envy specifically, we are an affiliate. Uh, just wanted to remind everybody because. 
I had forgotten and some other people had forgotten. Uh, that if you use the link, it'll it'll help us out. So use the link in the show notes to go buy dice from Dice Envy. Another way you can help us. Let me let me just let me wrap this up with a five star review. This is a five star review left for us on iTunes. If you would like to leave us a five star review, we will then read it live on the air. This one comes from Mango Bro. Mango Bro Mango. So for today, we're actually going to have our friend, our guest, Sam. Read this review. Sam, would you like to read this review from Mango Bro? I sure would, Paul. Thank you. Take it away, Sam. Woo! This review comes in from Mango Bro. This podcast was my freedom in 2020. Five stars. I've been listening to this for a while now. Make Believe Heroes is an amazing podcast. Natural 20 out of one. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It has everything. Family-friendly humor. Jeffrey's random outbursts. Yeah. And the occasional dark side shining through. You could be crying your eyes out because someone just died. You could be smiling at the humorous conversations, or you could be listening intently on the edge of your seat, or sitting back laughing at the realistic Pokemon noises they make. Oh, no. Thank you so much for making a podcast that is so awesome to listen to. Paul's DMing is awesome and at times unpredictable. The role playing is so real, it is unreal. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs up, clap. Yeah. Emojis. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm 16 and not 17 quite yet. So I can listen to these podcasts. Yes. Wink and wink with tongue out emojis. Uh, That's good. Uh, yeah. Listen while you can, Mango Bro. Listen while you can. You've got one year uh, where you cannot listen. Make it count. Yeah. Play it straight. Who knows? It could be any moment. Um, thank you, Mango Bro. That was a very kind review. So now we're going to do that thing we do every episode. I'm now going to roll a giant blue 20 Are you ready? Don't do it. It's a 10. Okay. Oh, that's Finn. pretty middle of the road. So now we're going to talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time, the party finally departed from Dimmerhold by way of the mine rails with the help of Boppin Philibrick. After traveling quickly through the mountain, they arrived at a mining outpost on the northern side of the Icefall Mountains. They settled into the empty barracks for a night's rest, but soon their rest was interrupted as a strange illness came over Kjorg. He began sweating feverishly and then suddenly began to act feral with fur spreading over his body. Just when he would lash out to attack Mogert, howling, he instantly fell unconscious. As the party scrambled, not knowing what to do with Kjorg, he was visited in his dreams by the god Pelor. Kjorg had been infected with lycanthropy by the strange wolf being Nero. Paylor tenuously agreed to let him remain as a lycanthrope for now, but promised to instantly burn it out of him if he lost control. The party, unsure of Kjorg's safety, are now awake and looking toward the cold wastes of the north as they prepare to journey in search of Kilmont the Unforgiving. So, you all have gathered your things, and you have begun... To uh, to make your way toward the exit of this mining outpost, as Torgan knows, you have some distance, not too far, uh, that you will travel in the tunnels until you reach the outside of the mining tunnels. You'll reach the northern wastes and Torgan. Yes. A couple things you probably need to know up front, and I think I mentioned this to you before, maybe in the last episode, I don't know. But when they go outside at least for a while, it's going to be very, very, very cold. It's going to be cold the whole time. But, like, when you guys first get out there, like, you're going to need to cover your, your mouth and your nose with something because it's cold enough to 
basically instantly freeze saliva and stuff like that on your face. So my arms have to be covered? Because I have a sleeveless shirt on. It's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, let's just say that. It's going to be interesting how this all goes down. Uh, the, the other thing, Torgan, is that you do know this area. You know, that's why you're here. You're yeah. the guide. You're the dude who spent time out here. So any kind of perception checks or anything like that to track something or to find your way around or anything like that in this area, you're going to have an advantage on it because it's going to be your preferred terrain as a ranger. Sweet. Okay. Excellent. If there's something you want to know about the area or need to know about the area, you can do a roll. Some of the stuff you just automatically know, and I'll just tell you. But if it's something a little bit more, you know, like tracking something or something like that, then I might have you roll for it. You're going to have advantage on all these rolls. You know um, exactly where the white Dracon Kelly is. Yes. No, but you do know the rough area of where the Eldrum is, and you're hoping that he knows where the white Dracon Kelly is. Let so. just call him Theldrum. Theldrum. Like the Eldrum. The Eldrum is our next stop. Like That's where you're headed. Who? Cool. Yeah, and like, you know, it's going to... You're not exactly sure how long... It would take you probably more than a day's travel. By the which I mean, you know, you're not going to travel through the night. You can't. Yeah. You'll freeze to death. Any, if you want to like give them some of that and kind of give them a talking to, whatever, before you go out, you can do that. Give us a stern to. talking to. You you guys bring your, your big winter coats. <laughs> uh, I, I did bring my wolf pelt. You do have your wolf pelt. Do you also have your bear pelt or no? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it, I, I'll say you could shove it down your pack. Ooh, you should let Mogert use it. No. Rejected. <laughs> Kjork's wearing his pelts. Both, Both of them? Both of them. Wow, Kjork. You're going to need them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure uh, if I have a big jacket or anything. <laughs> well, the uh, it looks like the werewolf has two. Maybe he'll give you one. Mm. If you ask him. I don't know about giving one. His name's Kyorgi. If you start calling him a werewolf, he may just turn into one. So let's let's not call him that. Also, by the way, are any of you other guys got some secret abilities I need to know about? So, <laughs> Mogert. <laughs> well, I can bite my toe. <laughs> oh, yes? <laughs> Claren, you're a freak. <laughs> that is a strange ability. I'm sorry I asked. I was wow. <laughs> you think that's cool? Uh, I can bite his toe. Okay. Please. Torgan turns around and faces the exit. Oh, don't leave, Torgan. We need out. you. Don't leave me with these people. Oh. Are there any leftover coats in this outpost? You can look around. Do we find any coats, Paul? Because I'm cold. Paul, do I find a magic item that keeps me warm? No, uh, but Felicia, if you <laughs> want to look around for something, I would say that you can probably find something. All right, I want to look around for something. I need to do the same because... Uh, I, I need to a- roll? No, I mean, you guys are in an outpost that would have to go out there. It, it makes sense that there would be something like that around here. So I'd say that the two of you can find some basic... Sweet. It's not going to be like, oh man, yeah, no, this is what I'm talking about, you know, like that... Hyper heat, no Nike sort of stuff. No, no Columbia jackets. But you, you can find like a shawl, something okay. to cover yourself. Good. Okay. Torgan pulls out a couple hot hands and shakes them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Mogret takes her shell and turns it around so she put her arms in the front. <laughs> Plug your cell phone into a mobile charger for a while. Just let it get real good and hot. <laughs> right. Burn your hands up. Yeah. You put that on and head out. We head out. Torgan, you uh, start lead them out. Yeah, I lead them out. Ah. Stay close. Stay warm. Mogert gets really close to Torgan, like shoulder to shoulder. I also do that. 
<laughs> He's on the other side. So we're just we're all in the huddle? We're gonna stay close. He said stay close. Fine. I joined the group huddle. Maybe we can stay warm this way too. This is <laughs> uncomfortable. This is probably the best idea that we've had. I don't know if I'll be able to track like this. <laughs> That's probably true. With you guys so close. You're gonna have to try. Just think of it as a body shield. We will protect you. I can be Good your man. ears. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, Torgan uh, wants to try to see if he can start going in the right direction. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're walking down the tunnel. You know where you're going. You know exactly the way. Uh, there's a couple turns off, but you ignore them and you continue forward. And the further you go, the more you begin to feel the temperature dropping. You get to the place that you can see up ahead of you the bright sort of blinding light of the sun uh, shining into the end of this mining tunnel and you can hear the blowing wind and feel the cold and you sort of reach that point where snow is, has sort of dusted inside the tunnel just a little bit but not too bad and you're kind of standing there on the precipice and you can all look out and there is a path that goes out of the mining tunnel and then sort of like down the mountainside uh, onto more flat ground, but uh, you are all looking out this tunnel, and you can see quite clearly everything's covered in snow and ice. You can all see the mountains uh, ahead of you, beside you. You look out through this tunnel, and you are in the midst of these mountains on the northern side. So there aren't nearly as many like across the way from you. You're coming out from the main core of them, but there are still some of these mountainous hills and things. The path leads down, and it is just a sort of barren wasteland. You don't see a lot of trees, very few in fact, mostly just snow-covered stone. Noise. Is there a trail? There is a trail that leads out from the mining tunnel where you're at that leads you down sort of the part of the mountainside that you're still, you've still got some ways to go down, but then once you reach the, the ground, the trail basically disappears because of the snow. That's not good. Uh, we did. I guess Torgan will just head in the general direction he thinks it is, which is north. You're going to head down the path, down the mountainside, and then you'll get out there. And the direction that you're going to kind of go once you hit the ground uh, at the foot of the mountain is going to be north and east. East. You know the way. East. Also, the moment that you all step out, holy cow, you have never felt anything as cold as this ever in all your life, period. It is painfully cold. You immediately whatever you're wearing to keep yourself warm, you pull it tight, snug around yourself. You're trying to keep the wind out. You're trying to cover your lips and your nose, as Torgan told you, because you can feel the moisture on your lips freezing in the wind. Why didn't we buy windbreakers? I know, right? Windbreakers. That's the one <laughs> thing you didn't bring. Health perfect. potions, yes. Windbreakers, no. You all start following Torgan down the mountainside, and it's freezing cold. It is snowing, but it's not like a blizzard. It's not hard to see. There's just a a consistent snowfall pretty much all the time as you're walking down the mountainside. And it doesn't take you all that long to reach the bottom, you know, half an hour. You're, you're not that far up the mountain, and it's just kind of a... You go not super fast because you are up on basically the side of a cliff, and there is ice and snow on the path you're walking on. But I won't make you, like, roll to see if you die or anything. Unless y'all want me to, I, I will make you if you, if you would like me to. Dead. We did. By the time you reach the bottom of the trail, I need everyone to make me a constitution saving throw. Constitution. <laughs> Torgan, you're going to have advantage. All right. I'm in danger. I got 10. I got a 16. 13 plus 3. 
Okay, so uh, Torgan, you got a 19? I got a 10. You got a 19. What about Kior? Eight. Everyone but Torgan fails. Hmm. What? Nice. Oh, wait. I forgot, Kjorg. You also have advantage. Oh, yes. Make that a 24. You got a 24? Yeah. Holy Jeez. cow. Wow. 19 plus 5. So, let me explain this. Mogert and Chris... Die. We just die. Neither of you have ever experienced anything like this. You don't, you don't die, but you've never experienced anything like this. You start feeling very, very, very uncomfortable. You're, you're not taking any damage... But you are feeling weak, literally, from this cold. You know, you are just supremely uncomfortable. You're shivering. It's like you can feel it in your bones. And you've only been out in this for like 10, 15 minutes at this point. And the same thing is true for Claren. Just a moment after you guys, Claren, you start to feel it as well. And it's like you start to feel a little bit fearful. Like, can I, can I do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can do this. How far am I going to have to go I don't think I can survive in this for two days. You know, it's like this. It's an overwhelming sense of cold. It's a, like a fearfulness. Kjorg, you also feel very cold, but there's like a weird thing that happens. You're starting, you know, you're kind of like, suck it up, you know, just suck it up. You're fine. And it's weird. It's almost like you feel this like heat, this, this warmth in your chest, and it just like goes through your veins, and you feel warmer. And it's like, you know what? I think I can do this. Torgan? Yeah. You're used to this, man. You knew exactly what was coming. You've done this dozens of times, and you know that the further you go, the easier it's going to get, and you just kind of grit your teeth and, and push through. But you do notice that everyone except for Kjorg, at least, seems to be having a pretty difficult time. They're moving slowly. In fact, they're moving like all of this is difficult terrain. You guys cold, huh? I really wish Smokey was here right now. I'm freezing, uh, dude. <coughs> are, are we sure this is worth it? Hey, that's up to you. It has to be worth it. it be Says the guy with two pelts on. It better be worth it. <laughs> Thought I told you all to get some coats. I, I don't know I'm if I shivering have in toes in, anymore. <laughs> Ezra <laughs> sounds like the, what is it, the woodpecker? The dude from, off of uh, Fox and the Hound. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox and the Hound. Oh, yeah. 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 Classic. It'll be okay. I'm sure it's only, you know, several more hours of this. Oh, only several hours. Can you hold my hand? No big deal. Cold. That was good. Let's go. That was good. You guys keep pressing forward. Torgan. Mogert pulls her jacket over her mouth more. Good. Torgan. They're moving slow. Half the speed you want to move at. Can you guys come any faster? Oh my god. Sure. Can you carry them or something? Sure. Yeah, Kjorg, Mr. Two Pelts. I just give Torgan a dirty look. Mr. Two Pelts up there so warm and cuzzy. I pick up Mogert and Chris. <laughs> Mogert, do you let him pick you up? What are you doing, Kjorgi? Put me down. Come here, little one. <laughs> I'm not little. Oh, no. <laughs> can, I, can I ride too? <laughs> I don't know if I can carry all of you. Mon, and you the people's champion? Chris has no objection. He just lets him pick him up. This but is if, ridiculous. But if Chris got on Mogert's shoulders and then Mogert got on Kjorg's shoulder, wouldn't that be like one person is, on Kjorg's shoulder? This is a bad idea. This is yeah. no, be this three is not, people to get on. Chris is just constantly doing the thing where he holds his hands over his face and he's like, 
Okay, okay. An ogre runs out of the snow towards you guys. You're being chased. Hurry. No, I'm With just With you two on my shoulders, we can be the ultimate champion. It's like Voltron, but... <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> He's like a Megazoid. Okay. Is this happening? Like, what are y'all doing? Does this double the range on my spells? No, come on, guys. Come on. Torgan's like 200 feet away. I have the highest ground. <laughs> like, just still going while y'all figure this out. <laughs> Torgan's just still walking. <laughs> you guys look up and Torgan is leaving you. We need to catch up with Torgan. Well? We have to complete this mission. Hiya! Mm -hmm. Let's go, Kjorg. Run! <laughs> and then kick Kjorg. Y'all take off? Yes. I'm kicking him like a horse. They're sprinting towards you. They will catch up with you, Torgan. But when they do, they still are moving at half the speed. Okay. I guess they're they are they are heavily affected by this cold. I guess we'll just have to deal with it. I've never been so cold in my life. Keep the blood, keep the blood pumping. Keep the blood pumping. You just have to walk slow for now. <laughs> yeah. Torgan, you are back here, and you know it's it's new snow and a new ice since the last time you've been here, and things change pretty commonly with avalanches and ice slides and all that sort of stuff. But you know the way, and you begin to lead them north and east. Slowly but surely, the wind is cold. It's very cold. There's a little bit of ice in the wind, but not much, mostly just snow. You continue forward and just keep moving. Mogert and Chris and Claren are, you guys are just like, you're suffering. Dying. You're feeling like, I don't know if how much longer I can keep this up. And I need uh, constitution saves again from everybody. No. Oh. Okay. Say it's been about an hour. I got a 21. Do I have advantage still? Yep. That's 15 plus 5 or 4 plus 5. So we'll go with 20. Homeboy got okay. a 16 plus 3, so a 19. Mogur got okay. a 15. 18. So everybody succeeds except for Mogurt. Oof. Mogurt, don't you have a pretty good con? Plus 4. Mogurt, your con save is a plus 7. Bruh. But what'd you roll? I rolled 11. Plus seven is an 18. The other one's just your con stat. Uh, you're proficient in constitution and strength saves. So that's a plus seven. It's okay. You wouldn't have got it last time. Oh, on the saving throw. What's right mine? There. But that makes it an 18, right? Oh, so yeah, 18. Saving throw. Everyone succeeds this time. Oh, yeah. Woo. Are you all feeling warm yet? You are pushing through and you're not you, you don't feel warm but you feel like you are finally able to sort of to deal with this like you're acclimating if that makes sense uh and i'll just let you know every time you succeed one of these saves the dc that's required for you is going to drop a little bit okay so, like the temperature you're not supposed to tell us this thing it's no, it's a, I, you still don't know what the number is but i'll tell you that it drops a little bit so you have all succeeded this con save and now you can all move at a normal pace, which is good. Torgan, you notice that the other three of them, they seem to be finally kind of getting their legs under them. You know what I mean? Ah. I shot put the other two off my shoulders forward. <laughs> Mogert lands and does a roll and stand up and just keeps on running. Good one, Kyrgy. I'm ready. Are we Naruto running? Chris face plants on the ground. We're not running. No. I'm assuming that you're just walking. There's like snow. It's pretty heavy snow. By the way, Torgan. Yes. Have some inspiration. Thanks. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Torgan. I'm going to give you inspiration for uh, your general grumpy nature. Um, Heck yeah. I meant to give it to you after the way that you reacted to the uh, you know, the events with Kjork. Thanks. Have that for the road. 
Very nice. Things are going better. You are able to move at a better pace. You know, you're not comfortable, you're not warm, and you still want to get out of this cold, but you feel like you can deal and like, you know, I can do this. And so you guys, having all succeeded, are going to go about three hours, travel, walking, maybe keep a little food in your belly here and there, take a bite of some um, some rations that you might have, some kind of granola or whatever it may be, just to keep some, some calories in your gut, digestive system going, I guess, keep your body going, keep your blood pumping, and uh, you're doing okay. It's freezing cold. But you're doing okay. So it's at least 31 degrees out. Nah, it's like probably, it's definitely below zero if we're talking Fahrenheit out here. Yikes. Uh, it is it is dangerously cold. It is so cold that if you were to sit down and lay back and just rest for a solid 15, 20, 30 minutes, you, die. you might fall asleep and never wake up. Noise. I'm going to test that. If you're going to rest, you need some heat. Like you're going to need a source of heat. If only you had someone who could produce heat magically. You're continuing, and uh, Torgan, you're keeping an eye out, Torgan, you know, for the sort of usual signs of predators. This is not the terrain of humans, dwarves, elves, gnomes, whatever. The things that are at home here are uh, not friendly, necessarily, in general. You know, there are, like, there are some peaceful creatures, you know, goats and sheep and things that uh, adapted and can live in this type of area. But there are also, you know, bears, wolves, other worse things that you're familiar with. And so you keep an eye out for those sort of things along the way. Why don't you just go ahead and give me a perception check, just just a general perception check with advantage as you're traveling to keep an eye out for anything that might catch your attention. All right. That is a 13. Okay. And that's with advantage? With advantage. So with a 13, you don't notice anything. You don't, uh, you don't see anything that's a pressing danger right now. You don't see any tracks of anything. You don't hear any sort of like cries or calls that you would be concerned about. You're keeping your eyes open, you know, keeping a watchful eye and a watchful and an ear open for anything that might grab your attention. But at the moment, there doesn't seem to be anything that you should be particularly worried about. Good. What time of day is it? Uh, cold. So it's I'm going to say you guys have traveled, like I said, around three or four hours now. And when you all set out, it wasn't daybreak. I'm going to say that because of the sort of interrupted rest, plus the fact that you got in bed pretty late, that you all didn't really get out of the mining tunnel till probably somewhere around, it was before noon, probably like somewhere between 10 and 11. So you are now, I would say, some getting somewhere close to 3 or 4. Okay. 3 o'clock. I guess we should press on while we still have daylight. I'm going to say once you've hit about this fourth hour, I'm going to need another round of constitution saves. When do I get the ability to grow fur whenever I feel like it? No. A long time from now. Good long time from now. I'll buy those pelts from you right now. They're not for sale. You've succeeded twice, right, Torgan? Uh, yeah. And same for you, Kjork? Yes. Mogert got 18. 15. 23. I got a 15. 18. Okay. Everybody but Claren succeeds. Yikes. Uh, wait, wait, nerd. <laughs> oh, that's not, <laughs> dang it. Claren. Yeah. As you guys are walking, you know, it's it's still very cold, but like I said, you, you've kind of, you're, you're starting to sort of deal with it. You're doing okay. You hang your foot in something and trip. And when you do, you just like belly down on all of this ice and snow. Some of it slides up in like your sleeve, you know, like it do. And it gets up in there and some of those sensitive skin areas up in your pits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's cold. It's super cold. And suddenly, you're kind of back where you were starting out. You're freezing. You are. Oh. You're hurting. 
gold. Wow. Thank you, Goofy. <laughs> you are right there. What's wrong, Claren? Did you get some snow up your pants? I slipped. I'm good. I pick up Claren, Dree. You pick him up. It's your turn. <laughs> it's going to be... You're warm. Put him inside of your pelt. It's between 3 and 4 o'clock by your estimation, Torgan. And you know by 6 o'clock it's going to be solid dark out here. Solid dark. We only got a few more hours until it gets dark. And it will be even colder when it's dark. So I recommend we uh, take advantage of the daylight. If you travelers think you have a little more strength in you, we can keep walking. I say we give it all we got. I have all the strength in the world left in me. Wow, Kyorgy. Then let's walk. <laughs> you all walk about another half hour, hour, maybe, and uh, you come upon a noticeable landmark, something that you have seen before many times, Torgan, you've passed through this area. It can be a pretty dangerous place to travel through, but to get to where you have to go uh, the way you came this is really the only way to travel without climbing a mountain, and you're not going to do that. So, uh, here's what it is. It's essentially one of these smaller mountains butts up against uh, one of the primary larger mountains of the Icefall Mountains. The result is almost like a pass that goes between two mountains uh, with a cliff on either side. This pass is up ahead of you, Sam, and you know, Torgan knows, that this is a common place for predators to sort of uh, watch. It's a, a funnel. Everything has to come through here. They can't go, unless they're going to go over top of the mountains. And so it's a, it's like shooting fish in a barrel for predators. You know, things that you would expect to see, like uh, owl bears that would live mm. up this far north, Ooh. or polar bears, or I had no wargs and wolves, and some other worse things. At some point in your life, you have probably seen at least one or two yetis up here. Um, some more dangerous things. So it's possible that any number of uh, villainous or evil things could be there waiting to, uh, to devour something with its big, sharp teeth. Is there such a thing as polar owlbears? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. That's awesome. I would say that an owlbear that lives this far north is like that. And we call them... Pal bears. Sure. Pal bears. Yes. Well, I guess uh, Torgan will, knowing the dangerous nature of the, of the area, just keep an especially watchful eye out for bad guys and creatures. So go ahead and give me a perception check then. All right. Good job, Torgan. Keep us safe, Torgan. That's a six total. We're dead. With advantage. With advantage. <laughs> Oh, advantage. <laughs> you see everyone. So, you know, you're looking around. You know exactly what to look for. I mean, like I said, you've been here many, many times. You don't see anything. You don't see any tracks, nothing to be concerned about. It, it, you know, not every time that you've come through here have you seen something like that. But you're keeping an eye out. You know, you're, you're watching. You're listening. And you don't, see, you don't see any of the usual tracks. You know, you don't sense the smell that you would usually smell and there is wind coming from that direction where you could probably pick up on it and uh, it, it seems totally safe. Excellent. I turn to them and say this area can be a little more dangerous. A lot of wildlife and powell bears and uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so Powell bear? Yeah. Ooh, what's a what's a powell bear? It's like a, it's like a polar owl bear. Whoa. Hmm. How can we find one of those? Well, it may find you. So that's what I'm trying to say. 
is uh, keep the weapons close and keep the eyes peeled. Torgan keeps walking. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever, obviously. Uh, I need the marching order. Torgan's first. So Torgan and then Mogret. I'm on uh, Kjorg's back, apparently. Torgan leads you all into the pass. The moment that you are stepping into this pass, there's a couple things that you all notice. First of all, the snow is very heavy and thick here. It's like snowdrifts in the middle here. The light does not shine into the pass. The mountain peaks are blocking it. You're walking into the shadow of the mountains the moment that you enter into this pass. It lasts for probably 100 feet, more or less, this area where it comes together. You step into the darkness of the mountains. Who, what's the marching order? I need it again. Y'all started yelling, but you, I need you to actually d- agree and tell me. Who's in the front? Torgan. 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 Kjorgan. <laughs> yes, and then Mogert. Morgan. Are Mogert and Kjorg side by side, or is Kjorg in front of Mogert? Uh, Mogert's in front of Kjorg. <clears throat> no. Yes. So side by side then, or y'all like back and forth, like right and like trying to keep who's in front? Yeah. Okay. Like. And then who's in the back? Yeah, we're like shoulders trying to get to the pass. That would be Chris. I guess Chris. Me. No, Claren- Claren's definitely in the back if he's walking. Is Claren walking? I thought Claren was on Kjork's shoulders. Kjork picked me up and never it's let Kjork- me down. He's on my shoulders. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, good. That's much better. And then Chris is the only one in the back. Cool. Okay. Here we go. He's holding my ankles while I'm on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, we're in a one-three-one <laughs> formation. You are walking forward. Kjorg, uh, stand pretty close to stand pretty close to Torgan. We're dead. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I need dexterity saving throws from Torgan, Kjorg, and Mogert. And Kjorg, you have disadvantage. All right. Eight. Okay, so that would be fifteen with disadvantage. I got the ten with nothing. Claren, unfortunately, since you are being carried, you don't have a chance to react. Oh. And the four of you are all caught up instantly in a giant net that shoots up through the snow. I knew that was going to happen. Snatches you all up, and you're hanging about 20 feet off of the ground. Nice. And it is suspended, almost like a hammock that has sort of like wrapped you. As you go up, you're like spinning, and it like wraps up. And it's very cleverly made. It spins like a, uh, you know, like a cough drop with you guys in the middle. I was going to say a tootsie roll. I feel like we're up here like a cough drop. <laughs> and you are all bunched up together in the middle of this. Chris, you see snow go flying up in front of you, and then they are up in the sky probably yelling, and you're the only one still on the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Torgan! Torgan! I'm just laughing at you. What? Torgan, we're in the mess up here. A horn blows. Torgan, there's oh. a horn blowing. Torgan, get your foot off my face! <laughs> Chris, you see two people swinging along outside of the cliff on ropes toward them. Uh-oh. We're dead. Can I cast Mage Hand and try to untie the... Absolutely no possible way you could do that. <laughs> it is giant ropes, and they are all tangled up right now. Mage Hand ain't going to cut it. Torgan, you hear the horn, and the moment you do, your stomach drops. And you are spinning and trying to look around, and you see two figures, one much closer to you than the other at the time, swinging around. And you immediately recognize, because that's exactly what you're looking for, this red painted-on symbol on their chest and across their face, and you know that this is the Long Fangs. What is that? They are a clan of vicious, cannibalistic orcs. Yes! That hunt humanoids in the north. Oh, this is great. Collect them, eat them, and keep their bones as weapons. I'm going to get oh. their pills. Kjorg's good. And you are all caught by them, and this is very bad. <sighs> I'll tell you what let's do. Let's roll initiative. I got a 22. Well done. I got that 21. 
24. <laughs> good count. 19 total. I got a 23. Wow, that's some good rolls, bros. We have had some ridiculously good initiative rolls this season. We're going to have some some fun here. Yes, we are. We got 19, 21, 22, 23, and 24. Crazy. Holy cow. Uh, so the first person that's going to get a chance to go is going to be Claren. Um, Claren. Clarence. Y- you're wrapped up in Kjorg and the net. <laughs> you hear horns blowing. Okay. And there's some commotion. Ugh. Long Fangs is not good. Long Fangs? Long? What, what? Cannibals. Who are Long Fangs? Quit talking and get out of this net. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not a time what? to have okay. a extra lesson. You said I'm wrapped up in Kjorg. You guys are real close. Okay, that's weird. That's awesome. So I'm going to grab my... I don't have a dagger because I gave it away. I'm sure you've got like four daggers. <laughs> None of y'all have daggers because you give them away. No, I only had one, and I give it away. But I'm going to use my short swat, and I'm going to try to cut the rope. Margaret looks over. Hey, Claren, probably need this dagger for your adventure. <laughs> I, got, I got ball bearings. I can throw the ball bearings at the guys. Go ahead. Go ahead, and um, I'm going to say... This is going to be tough, so go ahead and just... I'll let you make an attack roll with your, with your short sword with disadvantage. I cast fireball centered in the middle of us. <laughs> That's never been done before. Nine plus what, Paul? Seven. Nine plus seven. Seven. Uh, with a 16, I'll say that you can get your sword out. Go ahead and make me a roll me 1d6. And we'll see how much damage you can do to it. If you can... You're not going to be able to like swing this sword and cut yourself loose. I got a four. Nice. Okay. You managed to cut a couple strands of this net. Not nearly enough to get your uh, body through. You could, you could get an arm through. Now... It is going to be Kjorg's turn. Kjorg. I hack hack and slash. Hack and slash with what? A hand axe. Okay. I'll tell you what, Kjorg. You're pretty wrapped up, and he was on your shoulders, and this thing got you. I ripped the net in half. So I'm going to say you can get to your hand axe, but I'm going to... I bite the rope. Roll me a d20. I'll say a dexterity check to see how well you can do to even get to your weapons where you're at right now. You want to know what it is? I do. It is a one. one. A natural one. <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> yeah. You find, he you get your axe. Somebody's you get it. Off. You feel Dang it. it. You pull it, it loose no, from behind no, 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 you. No, 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 no. It slips right through the hole that Claren cut and falls crashing down to the snow. Uh, nice. Oh, thank you. I thought he was going to cut my toe off or something. That would have been better. Can't bite it no more. <laughs> he would never be able to bite his toe again. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're not going to be able to make an attack or anything against the rope now. Because of that nice. One. Chris, <laughs> enemies, blowing horns, swinging around on ropes, looking like they're heading towards your friends, hanging in a suspended net above you. What do you do? Hmm. I feel like this would be fun. I'm going to firebolt like, the plate that it's tied up at. I'm going to try to firebolt it and see if I can knock it down. The net. Where it's tied to the tree, not us. It's not tied to a tree. It's not. Wait, how is it no, suspended uh, in the air? There are multiple ropes coming together uh, from off the sides of the mountains between you guys. You're like between two cliffs. Uh, okay, so never mind. I'm not going to do that. Uh, fire bolt is like, you know, it's like a little, it's like a little bee fireball you throw at somebody. You know what I'm saying? You want to, and this is big, heavy rope. It's enough to hold four people suspended 20 feet above the air with no problem. There's multiples of them. Yeah, I don't you think wanna, I was thinking about it. Yeah, you want to do something to sever it. That's a good idea. Firebolt, probably not going to be enough. Fireball, you could do. Yeah, I'm going to fireball at it. 
So here's the thing about Fireball. You don't actually have to roll to hit with Fireball. Uh, there are dexterity saving throws. Yes. And it is a 40-foot ball of fire. But what works, the way it works is you shoot out like a little dot with a range of 150 feet. So you can easily get that where you want it, and then it explodes as a fireball. So where exactly do you want it? You want the same sort of thing where you're trying to burn up where it's connected to the mountain over here to cut them loose? Yeah. I'm going to go for the connection point on the mountain. Right or left? Right. This is going to hurt. Okay, roll me a d20. You don't have to add anything to it. It's just, I just, it's a 17. Okay, so what I'm, you, you're going to get this fireball off and you're going to roll me the damage. I'm going to roll a save for one of the uh, long fangs who is swinging over in the direction that you're going to set off your fireball. Do the long shanks have flex seal? Rolled an eight. <laughs> Let me see what his dexterity modifier is. Flex Not good enough. <laughs> That's about I'm, to be a lot of damage. You got a nine total. I'm going to need that damage whenever you get it. 42. Woo! 42 fire damage to the orc that is flying in that direction. And when it goes off, not only does he get caught up in the flames and burnt, it does not kill him. Uh, It also burns his rope, and it breaks, and he is going to fall, I'm going to say, 30 feet. And so I'm going to roll some damage for that. Okay, it takes 13 falling damage. He hits the ground. He's yelling out. He's in pain. Uh, Also, all the rope on the right side of this net that has you all trapped up in it burns, rips, and you all swing down. Uh, You're going to take some damage, but not too bad. Uh... You all take 11 falling damage, bludgeoning damage, okay, Uh... as you are smacked against this wall. You know, it takes you a second, but you're all kind of flopping out of the net onto the ground. <laughs> uh, Torgan. Yes. You're the first one to hit the ground out of the net. It is not your turn, I don't think. Let me double check. No, it's Mogert's actually going to get to go before you. But the moment that you land on the ground, you do, you hear more of those horns going off, and here's what you know. The long fangs travel in big packs. There is not two of them. There's not five of them. There are many of them, and you all are in big trouble. Uh, we're in big trouble. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> at my character sheet, Paul. Great. I think, yes. if I'm not mistaken, orcs are a favored enemy. Oh, so okay. I think that just means I know a little more about them and can track them better. But we've got to get out of here. All right, Mogert, it's your turn. You are on the ground. Chris has got you guys free. There's an orc on the ground over there trying to pick itself up. It's, it's still kind of burning and you hear horns all around you guys, and you hear Torgan say, we got to get out of here. What do you do? So Mogert rages. Okay. And she gets Turtle Rock out. Okay. And is Torgan started running, or is he just still standing there? Uh, it's not his turn. It's your turn. He hasn't gone yet, right. so you don't really know what he's going to do. Mogert wouldn't just leave people. Like, she's going to wait until everybody goes. So I guess I'm going to... Is that Orc close to me pretty close uh close enough you can get to him in this turn okay i'm gonna hit the orc okay run over and try him he's on the ground so i'll give you advantage curb stomp him so i got 18 that's a hit the so 23 damage Whoa, that's on the a lot of damage okay and it's actually and it's actually plus two more because of your rage right yes oh. you're right so 17 that's still pretty good yeah all right hit him again 27 for the second hit uh, let me check his AC. Uh, 
Where is his AC? Yeah, pretty sure 27. <laughs> uh, hits. That's one more hit. Kill him. One more hit with the Kill total rock. Kill him. The nine plus five plus two. So 11, 16. 16 okay. damage. You crush his skull. Oof. I was going to say, how's this guy still alive right now? Beefy boy. These are beefy boys. Be warned. I can tell. I'm warned. Yeah, they seem beefy. He's dead. The other one is swinging around. Of course, the one that's swinging up there, he sees below all this going on, and he is kind of rappelling down the mountain towards you guys. It's not his turn, but you can see he's kind of adjusted his swing, and you hear those horns going off again. As Torgan, it is your turn. What you going to do? Torgan will cast Ensnaring Strike. On the one that's swinging? Yeah. Okay. So you cast that as it's a bonus, right? And then when it hits it, it yep. takes effect? Yep. Level one or level two? Level two. Okay. And then he will fire his longbow at it. Uh-huh. <sighs> That's a nine. I might use my inspiration. Does that um, does that spell stick around? I believe it, it just it's the next time you hit a creature before the spell ends. So I'll use the inspiration. Okay. Come on. That is a nat 20. Oh! oh! It popped up 27 on my list. I was like, holy yeah. cow. Okay. It took a 27. That's awesome. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Roll the damage. So you're going to, and it's going to automatically double all of this. So you're going to get your 2D, was it D10s for your longbow? Uh, D8s. 2D8s for your longbow plus your ensnaring strike. The next time you hit him, a writhing mass of thorny, of thorny vines appears at the point of the impact. The target must succeed on a strength save or be restrained by the vines until the spell ends. So I'm going to roll him a strength save. And since he's like hanging down a rope, I'm going to give him disadvantage. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, he rolled a five and a two. So neither nice. of those, even with a pretty good strength save, are going to help him. Uh, he fails. So what happens is he gets wrapped up in these thorns and he's actually going to slip off the rope and fall. Nice. Uh, and as he is falling, I'm going to say he falls about 40, 40-ish feet. Woo! Woo, boy. Two sixes, a four, and a five. Wow. So, talking about, what was that, 11, 21 damage? That's awesome. So, he That's takes 21 damage. falling damage, uh, and he is not dead, wow. but he is seriously injured, breaks some bones as he lands. As he is restrained at the beginning of his turn, he will take 2d6 of, of damage as well. Okay. Now, Torgan, what do you do? I just shout to everyone, we've got to get out of the pass. There's many more where those came from. You take off running? Yeah, backwards. Okay. Not running backwards, but running toward where we came from. Right. So it's the other guy's turn, and he is going to roll a save. Uh, He is actually going to succeed. So he takes the damage before he saves. Uh, So he'll take 2d6. You want to roll it? Sure. Total of six. Six. Okay. Six damage. Uh, he's still alive, but he, he's hurt. Uh, like I say, he's got some broken bones, but mm. apparently he can still walk. He pulls himself up, and he is like stumbling towards you guys trying to follow you. And he, from his hip, draws a, uh, a horn and blows it out loudly. Oh, no. And when he does, you hear two or three other ones respond from around you guys. And... Uh, it is not good. That's not good. 
we're rolling back around to uh, the top of the initiative order here. And Clarence, you're the first one with an opportunity to act. But, I mean, there's one dude there if you want to shoot the guy or something. You can do that. But right now, you don't see any other enemies. You just see Torgan running, and he says, we've got to get out of here. Okay. He's going to get his bow ready just in case. You know, okay. just run with it. And maybe... Can I fire one off as I'm running at somebody yeah. just to see? If yeah, I... you can. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Uh, you Please. shooting the guy that's back there, or are you waiting to see if anybody pops up? I'll shoot the guy that I can see. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an attack on him. Bow. Okay. Oh, that's good. 18. It's a hit. Roll me the damage. Oh, max. Wow. Six. Really nice. Plus four. Okay. How do you do it? I'll, I'll take off running with uh, Torgan, and I'll pull my short bow out and I'll pull it back and stick it behind my head over my head shooting right in the eye okay it sinks into his head he falls back <laughs> dead a Lego lost wow. this guy mid blow on his horn he's like middle horn <laughs> just cuts off as the arrow hits him right in the eye you take off running yep uh, are you all running with them yes okay you take off running out of the you're running through the pass running through the pass I said it's about 100 feet you guys have moved through it quite a bit before you got caught up into the thing you, you come running out the other side into the daylight again. And when you do, now outside of the pass, you can hear the horns a lot more loudly. And you look uh, to your left and to your right, and coming down the sides of both of these mountains towards you guys are many, many, many orcs. They are riding mounts, many of them. Some are on foot. More than a dozen, possibly two dozen, maybe a dozen on either side. There are a lot of them, way too many for you to handle. Kjorg, Claren, Mogert, Chris, Torgan, you all see this, and that is where we're going to end this week's episode. Really, Paul? No owlbears or palbears or yetis. We've got to get back to the outpost. Are they riding horses? We've got to get to the outpost. Nope, not horses. Definitely not horses. Are they riding wargs? Uh, Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this uh, very special episode that we've had. Walk ride us. To find out what happens next, to find out if they can escape and or kill, you know, like a whole army of long fangs. Easy. The uh, cannibalistic orc clan of the north. I can take them. Just have to tune in next week. We love you guys. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. Hasta la pasta. Adios. Bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. After traveling quickly through the mountain, they arrived at a mining outpost. Outpost. A <laughs> I love me some outpost. At a mining outpost on the northern side the of the Icefall Mountains. They settled into the empty <laughs> barracks for a night's rest, but soon their rest was interrupted as a strange. <laughs> Stop. What am I hearing? What am I hearing? They settled They're into the settled empty barracks for a night's outpost. rest, but soon their rest outpost. was interrupted as they stretched. Soon their rest was interrupted. Outpost. We have to actually record Dungeons it's and Dragons. It's an outpost. It's an outpost. They settled into the empty outpost. What's up, Nag? All of you. Okay, here we go. Everyone's being muted. <laughs> Except for Sam. Sam's okay. 
Ezra's really taking advantage of <laughs> being what? able to talk okay. while Paul is. Uh, they settled into the empty barracks for a night's rest, but soon their rest was interrupted as a strange illness came over Kjorg. He began sweating feverishly, and then he began suddenly sweating began to feverishly. act feral with fur spreading over his body. No, not the fur. Just when he would lash out to attack Mogul <laughs> howling, he, insta- he instantly fell conscious. He instantly fell unconscious. Outpoist. Hello. Outpoist. Outpoist. It's the outpoist. Uh, we go and stay at the outpoist. Go to the outpoist. He was hunting rabbits at the outpoist. Can you name this episode, Outpoist? <laughs> he was hunting rabbits at the outpoist, Doc. What am I looking for? Or the last episode, Mining Outpoist. Do any of you have any idea of anything else that I said? <laughs> nope. Everything's covered in snow and ice. I'm just going to let him finish. <laughs> oh, I thought you needed some wind sound Jeffrey, effects. Jeffrey, you get that from... <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I feel got like it. we're Thank really You get that from Battle Bards? Wow. <laughs> oh, Straight slide. out of Battle Bards. Okay. I accidentally clicked the hearts. So <laughs> I'll he take that as inspiration. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Would a pal bear sound like? Torgan keeps walking. I take out a knife and begin to peel my eyes. Are you saying poo? No. Who? Like a like like a who? Like a growling who? Could you imagine you going to the past? Tell me the truth. with this neck. Torgan's in the past. You know what? I think I think Mogur's just gonna follow Torgan. Okay. I'm gonna walk over and start to climb a mountain. 